I V M. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Triangle of Pens. I am Monish, and as always, I am joined by Nishant, who, as you can see, is super tired after watching his third consecutive overtime game for the Lakers. LeBron James was supposed to be load managing the season. We all predicted it, and you can see how he load manages. Takes three games to the uh, overtime. What's going on? <laughs> no concern still. No, I mean games went to overtime. It's not like they were... understand overtime in the basketball is quite an unlikely event. But the same can be flipped around and said any close game could easily have gone to overtime. Like it's one shot in, mm-hmm. one shot yeah. out sort of scenario. So many times, mm-hmm. three games going to three defeats means something. Three wins means something. Yeah. Three games going to overtime. It's it's fun statistically to look back at when was the last time that happened and stuff like that. But it doesn't necessarily point to a flaw that you didn't know existed um, or validate a point to a flaw that that people were claiming. So no, I, I don't think overtime necessarily is a cause for worry. Uh, what should be a cause for worry is why is it even getting close? Like it could have been mm-hmm. a close win, and I'd have the same level of concern as an overtime win. Like even if it was in right. regulation time. Is against these teams, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be this close, right? And and if the answer is AD was out this game and the one before, if the answer is AD was out, they had these even before. Like they went to overtime with AD, and mm-hmm. with AD now it's it's almost become a situation of damned if you do, damned if you don't. When he's on the court, there's some issue, and when he's not, there is some issue. But but a lot of this has to do with AD, and it's a one man problem at this moment because. LeBron's playing the best games he's played in a while. The bench is contributing like never before. Kuz is set. Harrell's good. Schroeder's in uh, locked in and in sync. The defense is still solid. So if it's a one-person problem and it's an Anthony Davis problem, wouldn't be worried. What do you expect? Anthony Davis is going to suck for the entire season. That's not going to happen. So I'd I'd wait it out. But it definitely is a cause for concern. Um, for the Lakers, just because of the sheer load it puts on the team, and and just the uh, the minutes that each of them are playing, not in the least LeBron, but but everyone else too. All of these minutes they're going to take a toll if if this keeps dragging on, not just overtimes, but any games where you require your best players to play heavy minutes, it's going to take its toll sooner than later. So that's that's the one cause for worry. Totally. In other games, Yanis uh, missed yet another game winner. Uh, they lost closely against the Phoenix Suns. Zach Lavine and Kobe White both scored eight three pointers. That first ever first ever instance of that happening in an NBA game. But the team I want to talk about, the Brooklyn Nets, they beat the Indiana Pacers very comfortably today. Kyrie and Harden had a beautiful game. KD misses out yeah. due to COVID protocols, and that is something I want to touch upon today. Now, uh, this happened over the weekend where yeah. KD was called as ineligible for the game due to coming in contact with someone who was tested positive for COVID. Somewhere in after the first quarter, he was called into the game. I don't know for what. And after half time, he was pulled out of the game. It's the first time ever that uh, he didn't even score double digits in like some three hundred games or something like that. And he was visibly disappointed. Uh, he went and tweeted in the locker room saying, "Free me." Yeah. Forget all of that. It it reminds me somewhere of uh, Hyderabad's cricket leagues where a player doesn't turn up in the morning. He turns up for the second innings and then he goes off saying he has some party to attend, <laughs> some marriage to attend. Yeah. What's happening with the NBA? It's kind of it's kind of weird where a player is not available, then available and then not available all during the same game. 
this happened this is not the first instance instance of this happening this season if it was the first we could have said that okay unprecedented times it could have happened this has happened previously with setkari uh, when he was on the bench for the first quarter and then second quarter onwards he disappeared so what's happening with the nba some rules need to be stricter what do you think yeah. is happening there yeah i think the league for the past year and a half has had so many pr challenges and so many uh tough scenarios where there's some decision making involved and leadership that is expected and there's really no good choice to be made you just make the choice that damages you lesser or the choice that gives you a slightly better payoff but uh, but there's no great outright obvious choice in any of these situations there was the whole daryl mori and china and the the comments situation yep. where the league had to cut back a bit and then double down and then cut back because china is a huge market there's no easy decision there you can you can make arguments on both sides there's the moral argument but there's also uh, should morality be the first uh, principle uh, first first uh, line in the mission statement of a, of a company and if it's not then doesn't matter and right. uh, then there was this whole the players association right and the growing power of the players association i think a lot of this has to do with that because if you remember when we uh, when we spoke about this before the season began and mm-hmm. we said adam silver has been an excellent commissioner so far they pulled off the right. bubble they pulled off some pretty amazing achievements with the league he is the visionary behind the last dance document years ago whose uh, benefits they're reaping now but adam silver is also is also accused of being soft towards players mm-hmm. so he, he's a iron fisted commissioner on all matters other than player relations and on player relations he's soft mm-hmm. that could partially be explained by the fact that it's the players that made the game this big and and the dependence on superstars to grow the brand is a whole lot more than pretty much any other sport not nfl not none of their other leagues are as dependent on a few select few top percentile superstars growing the game you know without a steph curry or a lebron they're going nowhere without a jordan or a kobe they're going nowhere no other league has that level of dependence uh, on superstars so then maybe it's explained by that but the problem is when you start cutting slack the other players are demotivated and the association isn't happy so how do you toe that line and somewhere in in these tussles i think they've taken a few hits and and a few solid hits at that there was one the bubble and just yeah. the in the bubble or out of the bubble and the uh, the nbpa the players association led by chris paul they had to they had a lot of convincing to do they had a lot of meetings and then they finally figured it out right so there was that then there was the whole dissent within the nbpa where kyrie who's an exec vice president says you yeah. know i didn't understand why this is happening why the bubble is necessary there are bigger things so his mind was of course on on the justice uh, the, the black lives matter movement let's just call it that so so then there was that and the league had to deal with that then the league came up they took a call to standardize and say okay we'll give you a set of a few one liners or or quotes or phrases that you can have on the back of the back of your jerseys but it you can only pick from these and you can't get creative with that that i would assume is is a decision they took um, to limit risk right because if you allow yeah. players to write whatever they want who, who the hell knows what they what they're going to write and right the alternative maybe was to put in some kind of protocol where uh, you've got to give the league two days notice and a chance to approve your messaging that maybe in retrospect would have been a better way to do it but there's no winning here like i said if they say that then the players are going to say so we need somebody's approval to talk about the truth or some such because 
honestly sometimes they're dealing with children maturity wise in in some of the players and then they're dealing with really really smart men it's a mixed bag the players uh, yep. players association so so they had all of these challenges right and and i think each time it's just it's just the times we are in that each of these challenges comes in so thick and fast and every one of them has such a hard hard like a snowballing impact there's the whole james harden situation superstar yep. of the league cornerstone of of a big franchise what do you do with this guy right he's been an mvp before he's been your best scorer offensive weapon all of that and then he's he's basically made a mockery of the contract he just didn't show up to team practice when he showed up he was fat or at least he convinced us all that he was fat and bloated and not in playing shape and sure his performances spoke and i'm sure he played well but not all of them translated to wins that wasn't the james harden that you see every yeah. season and then you know he's coming out making all these statements disrespecting his team just ruining the locker room atmosphere doing everything he can to leave the club with no choice but to trade him mm-hmm. this unfortunately sets a dangerous precedent for the league and the league i thought did nothing to to help the club there to help the owner and this is in an era where player power is at its highest where the nba is now teaching other leagues how it's done Right. where Deshaun Watson of the Houston Texans in the NFL is now basically doing a James Harden he's not being as unprofessional about it but he's yeah. going to force his way out because he doesn't want to play there and this is an NBA only concept that is now seeping into the other leagues so th- that was somewhere where maybe the league could have come down harder on the player because while it can be respected that they want to go somewhere and win at the end of the day contracts are contracts and contracts give a sense of predictability to a business and without that it's just gambling it's not business right and they they run on a business the reason players train so hard and come in aside from the love of the game which is a prerequisite is that they get paid big bucks yep. how many of these players would be here uh, and not choosing an alternate profession if alternative profession if it didn't pay the kind of bucks it did and so then you've got to respect the commerce um which i don't think some players still get i don't think kyrie irving gets uh, the irony of of some of his actions like he's able to right. do a lot of the phil- philanthropic work and it's great that he does that but he's able to do it because he's in a certain level of privilege and makes a certain kind of money you can't then turn around and abuse the hand that feeds you while using all of that food to to distribute to to those that don't have it you know what i mean so uh, the league it's just it's just been a weird year overall and the league's just been hit with so many um decision dilemmas and it's it's again it's a damned if you do damned if you don't question each time um they've made some risky choices but a lot of this can be maybe ironed out going forward mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. they have a more tightly defined policy around how they deal with their superstars and dissent and um if they can have some protocol or sop around this because right now it would appear that almost all of it is heavily dependent on one or two guys and what decisions they make that doesn't really seem to be a process yeah seems like it uh, even earlier in the schedule where uh, there was a quite a bit of inconsistency in about which games got postponed how many yeah. players are available like teams like memphis grizzlies had six games postponed and the wizards had six games postponed but when someone like the 76ers had a few players impacted they continued playing miami heat continued playing so there's been a bit of inconsistency i would say in that talk more dilemmas they have one big one coming up they did not want to have the all star game this uh-huh. season they just said they are going to announce the teams and that's about it but now as the situation 
I don't even know if it's improved. It's not improved, definitely. But as we come closer, they are contemplating having an all-star game during the weekend of March 7th in Atlanta. First, I think De'Aaron Fox spoke out. He said uh, it's absolutely stupid. I think he didn't even mince words. He said it's stupid to get all players under one roof and play it. And, and it made sense. But it was De'Aaron Fox. People were like, he's not even going to make the all-star game. So why is he even commenting? And uh, <laughs> But then the league, the face of the league spoke out. LeBron James said, yeah, he'll go if he needs to go, but he's not going to be there mentally. He'll be there physically. And then he said it's not a great idea and he'd rather spend it at home. And then the league MVP spoke out. Yanis said, yeah, he was looking forward to staying at home. Dame Lillard said he'll go because he knows that he gets paid to do all of this and he'll go. But he'd rather spend time at home. With, and now all the big stars are speaking out. So uh, another bit of dilemma coming up for them. They've not yet announced the All-Star game, but it looks very likely they will. No, I mean, they started uh, voting and I, I know initially it was supposed to be an honorary thing that you at least yep. get the recognition, but but no, I, th- I think they absolutely want to go ahead with the with the All-Star game. Look, I, I it's not hard to understand why the players are reacting the way they are, right? And you, I, I empathize with them and I feel we've all been through similar things in work, though our nature yep. of work is not nearly as dramatic. But yep. we've been through these dilemmas where you have to do something for work in these COVID times, which which might be detrimental. And when when you feel like it, it's already been a hard year, and then you have to do some other stuff that takes time away from your family. Maybe it's a one day trip you're required to make somewhere, and mm-hmm. and there are health risks involved in travel. But there's also then you come back and you quarantine for a week, and it's just a mess. And you don't want to do yep. it, but you gotta do it for work. It's it's somewhat of a scenario like that. So I. 100% understand why the players are saying this and I don't I wouldn't be surprised if most of them absolutely mean it where their heart's really not in it it's not been that kind of year where they feel celebratory where they want to go to the all-star game and one of the biggest draws I would imagine for a player being in the all-star game aside from the recognition and the honor is that they get to go out play with the best of the best in front of a packed arena, show off their yep. skills, put on their dunks. There's not going to be a packed arena. Right. It's going to be largely empty stands and maybe one drunk lady screaming at LeBron. <laughs> so, it's, so there's not really much to look forward to. It's one of those sad things. It's like a company offsite event that you look forward to every year. But except this year, there's not going to be booze. It's not going to be at a fancy beach location. It's going to be at some shack. Uh, in suburban shack where you just have a couple of conference rooms booked. There'll be some craft service and some basic starters and that's about it. And you're not looking forward to it, but you've got to go because you've got to go. I think the league, look, the All-Star game happens every year. It's a major part of uh, the players' uh, obligations to be there, at least if selected or if they volunteer for any of the skill events. And it's a huge draw for the league commercially, but it's also a showcase event commercially. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because a lot of people... I, I started watching the games first, but I know a lot of people that watched the All-Star game just for fun because it's such a spectacle, right? The yep. dunk contest and all of these things. And then they got hooked. And then they yep. started getting invested in the narratives and the players and the stories. And that's how they come into the sport. And that's also what I mean by players are so influential in the NBA. Yep. Uh, you see Vince Carter dunk, you want to watch that sport a little more. So, right. so it's a showcase event for the NBA. It's something that happens every year. It's something where if they have a chance to do it, they're absolutely right to want to do it. Where the players are coming from and the inconsistencies are where they say you have all of these protocols and you say it's not safe, uh, you know, teams shouldn't be meeting each other post-game and all of that. And then you're going to say, come come play together in the All-Star game. 
and to that again i get the resentment but there are workarounds for this i think largely it's just it's been a tough year nobody wants to use a break to go do some more work yeah um, but and and i get it when a lebron says it who's been who spent like three full months in a bubble that could have been easy and he came right. away with a chip but the sacrifice was intense and then the league started without any kind of break so it's it's all been too hectic to end to end for the players but i'm going to laugh at it when james harden says it because it's a bit <laughs> you stop talking about man you you can go to a strip club in the middle of the heat of covid but you have a problem with the all star game just zip it so i'm i'm sure they have some protocol in place they're going to have regular testing they're going to test them on the morning and there'll be some sort of backup a uh, backup plan in place but largely i think the players are just pissed off because it, it's like when uh, you have a mandatory class that you need to attend on a friday in school and it's cancelled and all of a sudden you're told no wait it's back on you've got to go uh, you're not going to like it it's going to suck but you've got to go because yes. it's a part of your curriculum uh, the players also can't get to socialize they can't it's in atlanta uh, full of strip clubs famous for their food and the women and they can't go around and pretty sure the protocols are going to be tight so there's really nothing to look forward to it's going to be sad it's one of those all star games that you show up at and uh, it's obligatory almost like a media session so the players are pissed off but i'm absolutely with the league if they have a chance any chance to pull it off safely uh, they should do it but if they are lax on protocols then yeah hypocritical So yeah, a lot to look forward to. Also, uh, before we close for today's episode, uh, we saw the All Star voting. The initial voting comes in. Any names that surprised you? Uh, New York Knicks have two names in there now. Did you know them? No, I, I didn't even see the voting. Uh, who are these guys? So, so I saw Julius the Randall draft. is there. Yeah. Yeah. So Julius Randall is one of the picks in the top ten, and Derrick Rose. <laughs> Why is Derrick oh, Rose then wow. <laughs> making the All Star team What? in twenty twenty one? So Derek, of course, he would have got all those votes for his yeah. gameplay in Detroit, but uh, yep. wow, that that's straight out of left field. Like I wouldn't have seen it coming in a million oh, years. Oh, uh, guess guess who's the tenth uh, highest voted guard in the Western Conference? KCP. Random... <laughs> KCP would have made a better name, but Clay Thompson is number ten, and he's in. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His name figured. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Yeah, that explains it. Then I, I guess there's a bunch of people that went into a coma like seven years ago or six years ago and woke up just now, and so they think Derrick Rose is still all that and Clay Thompson is still playing. That's that's really the only explanation I have because I'll find it hard to believe that these many trolls got together to make it happen. <laughs> well, uh, that's all for today. I think uh, we'll we'll see if the All Star games happen. Uh, I won't complain if it happens because uh, yeah. <laughs> if if it was even half of what it was last season. I'm up for it. I mean, it was a brilliant concept, the new scoring yeah. style and all of that. I'm up for it, so I won't complain. But well, we'll see how many players go. And uh, do you think there'll be any players who will opt out voluntarily for non non physical uh, health reasons? No, I I would I would really be surprised unless it's like a uh, an Avery Bradley for the Lakers situation, like mm-hmm. last year, right? Where he said mm-hmm. he has a child who has respiratory respiratory issues and. Back then, COVID was a major unknown. Yeah, so we we didn't know which way it could swing or how severe it was. So, so he opted out. So unless it's it's that kind of situation for themselves, I I doubt any player would turn down the honor because for a lot of these players, it is a big big deal to make it to the All Star game. It's not something they take for granted. So for somebody like a LeBron, you know, it's, it's run of the mill now. And for yeah. any player of that caliber, like a KD, Steph Curry, they're used to it. But for a lot of players, it'll be a big honor. And the big stars. Yeah, they're gonna have enough people convincing them to come show up because it's good for the game. So it's responsibility versus interest, and both will indicate towards playing um, in the All Star game. Yep, 
and uh, that's all for today i think uh, we'll catch up tomorrow after tomorrow's games uh, the warriors are back in action tomorrow they play orlando magic let's see how that goes <laughs> and if- yeah another three point festival i hope uh, i am yes this this should be a fun game all right yeah i won't i won't complain if vucevic scores like five or six <laughs> three pointers yeah <laughs> i'm getting points there but uh, yep yeah, we'll catch up tomorrow after tomorrow's games all right man take care bye bye